0: Do you ever feel that there is more to life than what you're experiencing, but don't know how to get there? At the heart of each of us is a desire
1: to find meaning and purpose. However, many of us don't know where to begin. Welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Troy, And I'm Pete Cofarcio. This show will teach you to be confident in your identity and embrace powerful mindsets so that you can fulfill your destiny and life purpose.
0: We're excited to take you on a journey to
1: transform your life so that you can transform your world. Welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast with Steve and Pete. I'm Pete Cofarccio.
0: And I'm Steve Chua. Good to see you, Pete. How are you this week? I'm
1: doing good. I'm doing well. Doing well, Steve. Uh,
0: How are you? (laughs) Do you really want to know? I do. I do really (laughs) want to know. Well, actually, this week I was driving from my home in Claremont, California to Carlsbad for a celebration for my in laws who's celebrating his 60th birthday. And 10 miles out, just before we get there, my car breaks down. I have a hybrid. The hybrid lights go on and say shut everything down, but we couldn't, we were stranded. So we ended up Ubering to the event, coming back. And I want to give a shout out to AAA because uh, actually, it's Plus. Oh. Okay. A year ago, my my car had an issue, and they said they could only fix it if I went up to triple plus, which I thought, oh, okay, I'll do it. Anyway, I'm so glad because it gives you a 100-mile tow, whereas the previous one would give you seven. I was 90 uh, miles out. You got the so upgrade. I got the upgrade, but I sat for 90 miles in a tow truck, which wasn't <laughs> the most pleasant experience going <laughs> 90 miles. My wife at the back feeling like, oh, I think I'm going to throw up. With uh, uh, every pothole you shake. But anyway, my car's in the dealership right now, and and they can't seem to find what's wrong with it. But hey, hopefully next time we talk, I'll be back with my wheels.
1: All right. Well, shout out to AAA+.
0: So Pete, what's the transformation tip this week?
1: Okay. Transformation tip this week is a quote by Peter Drucker, considered by many to be uh, one of the best leadership and management gurus Mm -hmm. uh, in the country, said, efficiency is doing things right. Effectiveness is doing the right things. So play on words there, but efficiency is doing things right. Effectiveness is doing the right things. And today we want to uh, go deeper with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're in a series on leadership. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking, actually, John Maxwell's material on the five levels of leadership and and the importance of going through each of those uh, levels. But we want to take that and make it more practical. And we want to look at issues that we face as leaders and so that we can upgrade you as a leader. And this question of efficiency and effectiveness is kind of where we want to go today. So I love that Peter Drucker, shout out to Claremont because Peter's a great asset to the Claremont community. A son, a son of
1: Claremont. A yeah. son of Claremont, California. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Pete, why don't you help us define what we mean by efficiency and effectiveness?
1: Sure. Okay. So by definition, like in the dictionary, efficient, achieving maximum productivity with minimum wasted effort or expense. So when you think efficient, think that way, like I'm not wasting time. I'm not wasting money. Uh, and I get things like clean and, and quick. Okay. Uh, And usually, management functions are centered around being as efficient as possible. Mm. Okay. In corporate settings, certainly, certainly in manufacturing, but we want to manage this well so that we're not wasting resources. And it's important, right? It's important that you do that. Effective is kind of like higher level. And the definition there is just being successful in producing a desired result. Mm. So, at a higher level, we're thinking, were we successful? Okay. And that's what leadership is more focused on. So management, focusing on efficiency, leadership on effectiveness. And by the way, to be a good leader, you also need to be a good manager too. You can't do both because these actually play off of each other. It's not like one is better than the other. It's, it's knowing when to think about each one.
0: I like what you're saying here. Cause it's not really that one is better than the other. It's actually that both are important, like you were saying. And, you know, when you're reading the definition of efficiency there, I said, oh, that sounds really good. And then when you're reading effectiveness, I said, oh, that sounds really good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we actually can't do one without the other, right, Pete? Because
1: Absolutely. Yeah, because if you're you're really efficient, but you're not effective, you're spinning your wheels. You're going to feel like you've got a a lot done each day, but it's not the right things. And you're not going to advance the bigger picture and and move it uh, Move it forward.
0: And adding to that, you know, if you're efficient without effectiveness, often you go ra- like I said, you go around in circles and you actually sometimes derails ultimately where you want to go.
1: And Steve, that can be it can be a little deceptive too, because this, this falls into the category of busy. Okay. Mm. I'm busy. And it can be deceptive, like, hey, I was busy today but it doesn't mean you were busy doing the right things.
0: But what, what would happen the other way around if you have effectiveness without efficiency?
1: Okay, if you do that or you just focus on being effective, you, you could burn out, right? You're you're mm. you're working too hard, you know, you're not preserving or or maintaining or, or paying attention to your own internal resources. Yeah. And you're going to be wasteful and sloppy and you just you will have to work harder in order to get the outcomes that you need.
0: Well, it's that thing that we talk. you have to learn how to work smarter rather than harder. And I think that's where the balance between efficiency and effectiveness is where we wanna go here in this, in this podcast, because you do need both, but you need to know which one comes first when. Sometimes efficiency might need to take a priority at a certain points. So let's talk about that as we move along. Yeah. So let's look at different areas, okay, Pete? So let's think about time, for example. Okay. Yeah, time
1: management, yeah.
0: Yeah, because time sometimes you know, with time we all have 24 hours in a day. We can't change that. And and I know people are trying to be efficient with every minute of their time. Yeah. So, how does effectiveness and efficiency work when it comes to time?
1: Yeah, so so if you're being efficient with your time, you probably want to do things as fast as possible, and distractions are seen as a waste of time. You need to be efficient with your time, okay? Because we only have a limited amount. But being effective is, this is where prioritization comes in, okay? Making sure you're working on the most important things. How, how are you spending your time? Not just how well are you spending your time, but what are, you, what are you spending your time on?
0: And that kind of goes with what we were saying earlier, because if you're efficient doing things as fast as possible, but without really seeing the end goal, it's like a headless chicken running around just trying to get tick the boxes, right? Absolutely. But maybe doing things that maybe you're not supposed to be doing, or maybe doing something else that somebody else should be doing, right? It reminds me of President Eisenhower, you know, the Eisenhower Matrix, the story that, yeah. uh, that he tells where, as a president, he said he had two inboxes. One said important, one said urgent. And he said, I wish I spent more time doing the important than the urgent.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's hard, because urgent is always screaming, And it doesn't usually come with a label that's saying this is an important thing because the person who's screaming for urgent wants you Mm -hmm. to think it's important, but it's not always, right? Um, By the way, you can Google that. Google the term Eisenhower matrix and you'll see it's like a grid that you can think about the way you're spending your time. It's really, it's very helpful.
0: Yeah. It's one of the most common things that I find with some of the leaders that I'm coaching that they're saying, I had all these ideas, but I don't seem to be getting there. And then uh, when I actually start talking to them, uh, actually it boils down to the fact that they're doing way too much. Okay, Mm -hmm. And it's almost like they, they become the point of everything that needs to happen. And so what happens, it affects their effectiveness because they're now busy doing all these other things. And when I break it down with them, OK, I said, why did you do that? That's that person's role or that's the CFO's mm. role or that, that that's your assistant's role, you know? Yeah,
1: well, Steve, that, you know, to bring it home for me personally, when I start my day, when I sit down to start my work day, it's really tempting. Like I, I want to get to work and it's really tempting to just take the lowest hanging fruit and just jump in or check my email first and like start answering things the harder thing is choosing what to work on each morning. Mm. It's, it's hard to make those decisions. And I find when I do that, I'm way more effective. And what I do is I prioritize my top three things that I have to get done each day. Um, I also do that at the beginning of the week when I do it, (laughs) this is ideal. I, I try to do that, but that's just making that pause for me is super critical. Like don't just jump in and gr- bite into a task, like do do a, f- a full overview first.
0: Yeah. I'm a natural giver. So I'll naturally just give my time to something. something mm-hmm. says, can you do that? I'll, I'll said, yeah, sure. I can do that because I know I can. But actually, it's 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 the enemy of me being effective, right? And day to day, I will always ask, look, I'm beginning to ask the questions. If I do this, one, am I supposed to be doing it?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Two, is it actually going to get me to where I believe I'm supposed to go? And three, how much time is it going to take? And am I doing this the smartest way or am I just creating more of a hole for myself? Yeah. You know, those are kind of three questions that I often ask myself. Those are
1: great. I'm going to borrow borrow a couple of those.
0: (laughs) I don't always get it right because sometimes we do something so spontaneously, but I try at the start of the day as I look at my schedule, I, I just say, okay, how does this actually get me to where... I need to go. In other words, I'm trying to prioritize as much as possible what is important. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's time.
1: Steve, let's uh, let's talk about another one that's important, which is money. These are <laughs> another thing we all have to deal with.
0: Oh, I love talking about money. Um, you know, when we're talking about money, you know, when we talk about the efficient use of money, all right, and and I, how many of you love a great deal? Okay. We, we love great <laughs> yep. deals, but often we're thinking about the lowest possible cost, with the the highest possible return on your investment. Now, that sounds really great. All right. So that's kind of efficiency. But when we're looking at money and effective, it's actually not so much about the lowest possible cost, but it's actually investing in the right thing with a long-term view for success. And sometimes, I often say being efficient can sometimes make us a little short-term rather than long-term in our views. So we sacrifice quality over quantity for short-term results. Yep. All right, and so sometimes we we think we're solving a problem immediately, but actually we're going to end up spending more money, okay? Because we're not having an effective view of our investment,
1: or, yeah, s- or you're just not going to get to your goals the right way. This is especially uh, visible with consumer brands. And you you see uh, companies that had a really strong brand and loyalty, and then they started cutting on the quality, spending less money. Actually, uh, if you want to research, General Motors had a huge issue with that in the seventies and going into Mm. the eighties because the accountants were running things and they were always trying to cut costs and they lost a huge market share. They, they turned it around, which was great. Uh, But you'll see this with a lot of different consumer brands where they start going cheaper or less, and then people, it loses its impact and it's following.
0: This is where it's hard because human nature, like I said, loves a great deal, right? They like to be able to say, I bought this for such a man and look what I got. But in these days, it's really hard because you you can't always know whether the the short-term deal is actually going to be a long-term success. And one of the difficulties right now, actually, with inflation, uh, mm-hmm. With labor issues and everything that's happening, and you see this out in the service industry a lot. Okay, is that that the costs are going getting higher because of inflation? So they're trying to cut it down as much as possible, and sometimes their quality. We see that at restaurants. It's you know, uh, yes. takes longer to get your meals. Okay, you have one waitstaff or thirty people in a restaurant. You know, um, and and you begin to long t- short term. You're trying to cut your cost, but long term you're going to lose your customer. Okay, and and you're not creating the best.
1: Steve, let me ask you this: If you went to one of your go-to restaurants and instead they charged you more money, would you be willing to do that?
0: I think it's it's a really great question. Initially, it's like, oh, you know, really they've upped the prices, but then on the other side of it, also, if I'm getting Anything that I feel I'm getting quality or I'm getting value, not, not just value for money, but, you know, it's like going to a steak restaurant. I mean, honestly, paying 50 bucks for a steak sounds like a lot, okay? But when you have a steak and you kind of, like, go, oh, my gosh. Yeah. it's worth, it, it might sound funny, but it's worth it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it is if you're willing to pay for quality if the quality is there, okay? <laughs> and... And honestly, most of us know the prices are going up. It's just it's not just in a restaurant. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So, right. So there's a part of you which says, Well, this is just what's what's happening in society right now. So so I, I would rather see quality. And in fact, if you if you are able to provide that quality and that that customer care, even in the midst of cutting your costs a little bit, you know, you'll get people coming back.
1: Okay. So we talked about time. We talked about money. Now we want to talk about getting stuff done, task accomplishment. It's related to time, but it's a little different. Mm -hmm. And you can have a mentality that I want to be efficient in getting things done. And that's usually you doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's usually faster for you to just do it yourself. I don't have to explain this to someone else. And I can get things exactly the way I want the results, exactly the way I want to see them according to my standards. That's efficient effective very well may be to delegate that off to somebody else like Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be slower in the beginning for the reason i just said above or you know previously that you can probably do it better yourself in the beginning to Mm -hmm. to train someone else give them a few repetitions and take the time to explain it but in the long term you're gonna be way more effective because you're gonna have more people working on this and you you will be multiplying yourself
0: well, one of the things that's it's difficult, you don't realize that in, as a worker to a manager to a leader, there's an evolvement. You evolve. And so in the first level, when you're working, you, you learn how to do your task well, and you create system structures to become efficient in it, and you create the quality of what's going on. And because you've been excellent, guess what? They promote you. Okay? And then you become a manager, and then you have to manage that process. And you will naturally gravitate to what got you successful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good point. And 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 I've I've seen this in a number of my uh, the the kind of I've helped a number of people get promotions from COOs to CEOs and so forth, and COOs often are operational. They're often mm-hmm. about managing a lot of the people, the times, the resources, whatever, and then they come to become a CEO and they're translating how they worked there and try to use those same principles in that CEO position, and it they're burning out. Why? Yeah. Because they're working hard and then now they're feeling a greater responsibility and they're using the old mindset into a new role and it's just not working. And what you've just described, Pete, if you don't develop team and delegate, you're you're actually going to become a less effective and even a less efficient leader, okay, through that process. And so one of the things I've been trying to tell them to do is learn how to delegate, how to create, build teams. The frustrating thing, Pete, Doing that slows things down initially, right?
1: It, it does. It does. And and if you only have that short term, it's not efficient. It is not efficient to train somebody to delegate short term. Okay. Yeah. But it, it long term, it's hugely, hugely effective. And actually, it winds up being more efficient too.
0: Well, and the process of delegation is learning how to move from trusting yourself to entrusting others.
1: Yeah. It's usually, yeah, it's more than the clock, right? It's, It's, this is a, this is definitely an ego issue for sure.
0: It's about image and it's because their, their work reflects on you as the leader. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you've got to get rid of the ego stuff and you've got to say, actually, we just need to get the task done. We need to, to get the thing accomplished. And even if it's not done the way I want it done, but it still gets the same result. Am I okay with that?
1: And Steve, there's so many stories of like the aha moment when the leader afterwards realizes the person I delegated this to actually found out a better way to do it. Uh, this happens so often uh, that they actually improve the process when they when the leader decides to let go.
0: Well, uh, I had a I had a one CEO uh, came into the uh, into this role, and I said, "How's it going?" And this is about a month in, and she says, "It's I don't know what I don't know how to do this." I said, what's going on? She said, you know, I do all my work during the week. And on a Friday, I get uh, 10 of my departments give me 40-page reports. Oh, my gosh. Which I need to be ready for Monday. Okay. And so I had to read. I'm reading all these 40 pages. i got no time for my family. I have no time. Mm-hmm. And I've got a process, and I'm supposed to know all this stuff. And I looked at her, and I just said, what are you doing? I said, You are letting them dictate to you how you want things to be done. And I just said, simply just go back to those people and just say, I'm glad you've done all this research. I want a two page summary of everything that you've done.
1: Executive summary. And
0: and just, and then at the end of it, just say, what are the key things that I need to know? And what are the key decisions you need me to make? Okay. And so she started doing that. And she, so she started taking control and becoming effective and actually became efficient all right yeah that's Uh, both yeah yeah and so she delegated it to them and they came back with these two-page reports and the 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 company started scaling growing all sorts of stuff that's going on meeting all their kpis and she actually wasn't burning out okay that's awesome so uh so yeah be 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 both effective and efficient when it comes to task accomplishment
1: Well, Steve, the last area we want to talk about um, is really important for a leader, it's, which is casting vision and bringing ideas to the table. And if you want to be efficient with that, uh, you can take your ideas and assert them, right? And get the rest of the team to take your ideas and and to run with it. Um, and if they're you know not quite getting it, force that um, if people aren't getting, that would be efficient. Like here's an idea, let's implement it, do it. But it's actually rarely effective that way. A more effective way is to slow down, go slower. So everyone's on board and they get buy-in and collaborate. You rarely as a leader, do you have the full picture, right? And you don't always have the best ideas. They might seem like it when it hits you, but you need other people to round out your ideas, to poke holes in it, to make it a fuller, better solution and if they contribute they're gonna feel like they're gonna have ownership in it they're gonna buy in so that you will now be effective as you move those things forward
0: you know pete as you're thinking about this it's not just about leadership it's about marriage
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah for sure Um, and
0: raising kids uh, i mean i mean the reality is it's like you know we're, we're so if we get to nobody really wants to be told what to do That's right. Okay, Uh, but but with the same, the reality is we still need to get things done, right? And so it's how you prepare people around you to uh, to become cohesive, to bring that sense of unity and a sense of purpose, and that's where the collaboration comes in. Okay, I I had a uh, there's another client that I, I had, and he was saying I'm having trouble getting my team to to buy into what I want them to do and I and I just said well how have you been how have you been communicating and I'm saying so I'm telling them we need, we're going to do a b c d everybody are you in on this boom okay and and I don't get it because I gave them a passionate speech and I communicated a, rally
1: vision. rally the the troops yeah and
0: I said actually if you want to actually have them buy in they need to be part of the process not just be told the outcome you know and that's where the collaboration but Steve
1: comes that's in. that's not efficient that takes longer <laughs> and it might take more than one or two meetings to get Absolutely. that to get that kind of buy in yeah And
0: that's where it becomes difficult because if you if you communicate and people don't get your communication you've actually failed in communication And and they don't always tell you that they didn't get it You know, they'll just be
1: silent, it goes over their head and you wonder, okay, because they didn't say anything, they all understand me. And that's often not the case.
0: Well, sometimes you can have the rah-rah, you know, visionary speech and everybody go, oh, this is great. But actually when they then put, uh, when the rubber hits the road, they kind of go, actually, how does that actually apply to what (laughs) I'm doing? And oh my gosh, that means I have to do this and I have to do that, you know, and all of a sudden they feel like they're being used for something as opposed to being brought into something where they, like I said, if you're collaborating, you hear their ideas, you get their input, you might even adjust certain things to make it and that actually adjustment of hearing creates efficiency, okay, uh, and creates the why and the fuller perspective, then then you're gonna see great things. So with the CEO who who what he did was he told people, and, and I just said, why don't you take some time, okay, and with your key leaders, just say, okay, I've meant I I've I've got this idea. All right. I think this is where we want to go. Let me hear from you what you think the solutions are or the process that we need to take or whatever. And then they began to collaborate. They began to talk. And actually what the CEO said was he saw things that he didn't see. He saw
1: Mm, uh, areas that
0: that could actually even be better and areas where, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that." that. That actually would cause us a problem. And so, by putting it together, remember the whole thing together we're better all right yeah. um yeah. that is that is where effectiveness comes in and here's the thing: if you have that, you can then create the efficiencies of the systems and structures,
1: yeah, after yeah. yeah,, yeah, this is especially uh pertinent if you tend to be the visionary in your in your leadership style mm-hmm. you You yeah. see it, you want to communicate that, but rarely does that person also. Have the detail and the the, the how to. They, they yeah. often uh, need partners to to make that happen.
0: Well, the visionary has the dream and the concepts, but the management actually has yeah. to put that dream into reality. Yeah, so, right?
1: yeah so. it's where our, a place for
0: everyone. So, Pete, what would be a, a really good way to apply? I mean, I, I love what we've talked about in terms of physical yeah, time, yeah. money, task, vision, I, and all of this. If you really think about, it, applies to everyday life not just maybe in a business setting. Yeah, we
1: use a lot of business examples, but you can apply it to anything.
0: Pete, what's this week's transformation application?
1: Okay, uh, so Steve, I want to go back to the uh, delegation one. So ask yourself, where might you need to let other people do the tasks that you're doing? So Mm. ask yourself that question. Even if you don't think they can do a good as job as you, right? but you know, in the back of your mind, it would be a more effective use of your time. That it's mm. just a repeatable task. Someone else could do this. Identify that. That's part A. Part B is now go do it. <laughs> Delegate <laughs> it. Let them go do it. Let go of it, and uh, and let them run with it.
0: All right, Pete. Can you do next week's uh, podcast by yourself? No, just kidding.
1: no, Steve. I'd rather collaborate and bring you in as a team. Oh, that's
0: a, uh, actually I, I want to buy into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that's that's a great tip. With the, again, share the load and communicate it rightly. Great episode, Pete. And I uh, look forward to seeing you next week. Okay, bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Transform Your Life podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every Monday, so we hope you'll continue to tune in.
1: If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show to reach more people around the world.
0: If you're looking for coaching or more resources, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or our Instagram page, From the inside Out. If
1: you want to connect with me, Pete Cafarcio, go to petecoaching.com.
0: And if you want to connect with me, Steve Chua, go to stevechuaintl.com.
1: Remember, we want to help you transform your life
0: so that you can can transform your world. Have an awesome week, everyone.